Welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight as we shift our attention to boys basketball at Nevada High School. Now, of course, means Tiger head coach Sean Gray joining us now. And uh, coach, thanks for time. Appreciate it. Yep. Glad to be here, Mike. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. You as well. And uh, we were talking before the air. I did not know. Congrats on the, I guess you're going to have an addition to the household here down the road, huh? Yep. Yep. uh, kiddo number three is on the way <laughs> where we were happy to announce over Christmas break. So uh, I think early July is the an- anticipated due date for that. Always make sure you time it outside of basketball season. Right? Oh, we, we, there's a little scheduling involved. Yeah, for sure. Not just summer camps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about basketball because uh, uh, unlike the girls, you did not play after our last program until uh, last night. Uh, so after you got the win against Harrisonville, went right into the holiday break. And uh, how did that go for you? Did you feel like you got a lot of work done? Yeah. So, you know, our guys, we got our guys late uh, for the most part. And then. Seemed like jumped right into the fire. Uh, Ten games before the break. I think that's the most games we've played since I've been here um, before the holiday break. So with Christmas falling on a Monday and, and played well against Harrisonville, we we gave them one of the longer breaks I've ever given a group. Uh, we just stayed off until the day after Christmas. So I think probably good to rest and recharge the batteries a little bit uh, for a lot of our guys and for our coaching staff as well. Um, but then once once we got back after Christmas, we really hit it hard between Christmas and New Year's, and we wanted to get better at valuing the basketball against pressure. Um, that was something that, that really hurt us. We wanted to get better at consistently rebounding the ball. Um, we feel like we've we've got some guys that rebound well at times, uh, but that haven't been real consistent in that area. And then we just wanted to get sharper, Mike, uh, shot selection, and then just crispness, crispness running things. And uh, we had great attendance over the break and uh, great work ethic and, and energy, and uh, we did feel like we got better. Um, over Christmas break, which is always uh, obviously what you want to do. When you went into your break, did you go into since especially since about half your team didn't arrive until you know you were three weeks into into practices with the length of the football season? Did you uh, just kind of go back and do some things you would have covered maybe offense or defensive wise in preseason that you didn't have time to do, or do you actually put in new wrinkles over the holiday break? So well, that was one thing we, as a coaching staff, sat down and talked about, and we feel like you can never grow tired of the fundamentals and. Some of those practices early in the season where you where you just hound the fundamentals in depth, we didn't get to have. So uh, we went back to that early in, in Christmas break, and that's a good way to get your legs back under you too. Um, but and then as we got closer to New Year's, uh, we did put a couple new wrinkles in, Mike. Uh, just some some counters to some things that we already had. We we didn't reinvent the wheel or or you know double the size of the playbook by any means, but we did try to put a couple of wrinkles in and 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 try to find some some ways to maybe get. Get some guys, you know, Jack Cheney, for instance, to maybe get him some looks given the added uh, attention that he'll probably see the second half of the season. Well, as you uh, moved out of uh, the holiday break, get back into action, that, of course, occurred last night. Well, first of all, it had to be had to be nice to get back home. You hadn't played at home in a month. Yeah, it was nice <laughs> to be back in Wind Gym. Uh, wrestling had a, a an event. Uh, they did their youth recognition, and they had a duel against Aurora in the Ox Gym. So we were able to go see those guys and support them, which we don't always get to do with our conflicting mm-hmm. schedules. But then I felt like maybe some basketball people got to see some wrestling, and then some wrestling people got to see some basketball. So uh, it was a nice night in Wind Gym, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to being home. I, we've got, I guess, uh, two more coming up yeah. here. So uh, this will be a nice stretch. Well, we always love playing in front of uh, the Nevada Tiger faithful. Yeah, the, the Big 8 West is right around the corner, but you got one more game before that. Uh, so let's move into that direction. And a team you've already seen this season, the Butler Bears, played a heck of a game with them at the Butler Tournament uh, before Christmas. They did get the win, 53-53. to 
48. So you get ready to face them on Friday. Actually, before we do that, let's go back and talk about last night. How about yep. that? First, yep. I'm sorry, get out of order here, but let's talk about last night because uh, you picked up a win over the uh, Clinton Cardinals. Uh, 57-48 was the final, and uh, we were joking because you, uh, the times we record these programs, uh, we had a little conversation with yourself and Blake Howarth, and I was uh, joking because I gave him your first quarter score uh, when I was at Web City last night doing the girls' games. Yeah, they, they got her well in hand. And then <laughs> the tide turned at some point and, and then had to battle back in the fourth quarter. So it's kind of break the game down a little bit. Yeah, so to start the game, Mike, we came out, a lot of energy, you know, excited to see somebody different. After, you know, the Christmas break practices, you, you're you going against each other the whole time. And I thought our guys came out and, and kind of delivered the first blow. Uh, and there's different excuses to be made that, that we don't buy into, whether it be rust, game shape, whatever. Uh, Clinton started, to, instead of turning the ball over against our pressure, they started not only breaking the pressure, but getting some pretty easy looks against it. Um, as as the the late in the first into the second quarter, um, and then also they in the half court they started getting some easy looks that we weren't giving up early on. So I thought we lost our sharpness defensively, uh, and because our defense what was is what was leading to a lot of our offense early in the game. You go late in the second quarter, early in the third quarter, we went on a scoring drought, and Clinton I, I think they went seven straight possessions with a bucket, um, and, and went on a pretty big run. We found ourselves down six in the third quarter, Mike. Um, and like you said, a game that a lot of people probably early on saw us jump out to that big lead, thought you know it was going to be a cakewalk the rest of the way. It was not. Hats off to Clinton. They played really hard. They lost their two best players from a year ago. Uh, the the Dom Jackson transferred to Harrisonville. Um, the other guard that they thought they'd have returning was ineligible. Um, but what they lost in maybe some skill and talent they made up for it with their their physicality and just just how hard they played. It was a group of kids that kind of were out there feeling like they had nothing to lose. Even when they got down, um, they didn't mail it in. So hats off to Clinton. But then what, what I want to focus on is hats off to our guys because you find yourself down six to a team you know you shouldn't be down to. Um, shots aren't falling. It's easy, I think, sometimes to hang your head. It's easy to allow frustration to let things snowball. And we didn't do that. Uh, we stayed the course. We got better. Really kind of had a nose to the grindstone. Things aren't coming easy. We had a possession where uh, we worked the ball, worked the ball, got the ball to the high post and Jack Chaney. He found Alex Austin on the backside for a layup, which is what we had been trying to get to for maybe three or four minutes there in the third quarter. And I felt like once it finally clicked for us, things started to open up. Once we scored around the basket, Clinton had to collapse. Then we found open shooters. And it's amazing Three 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 point shots. How much more often they go in when the ball's been inside, and then it comes back mm-hmm. outside. and And I thought that was a big key for us. And then once that first and second three ball finally fell late in the third, early in the fourth, uh, then we got the tide turned back our direction. But it wasn't an easy ball game by any means, and uh, it was one that uh, we definitely had to had to grind out. I think would be the best way to describe it. Well, Clinton had forty eight points, and I'm noticing again. I wasn't there last night. I was at the, the girls at Web City, but. I'm noticing the uh, the final score uh, scoring summaries here, 32 points in the paint out of 48 for Clinton, uh, and they also uh, had a, re- a rebounding advantage at 29 to 21. Are those two items related? They are. So their inside scoring was twofold. Um, they posted us up. They had a little bit of a size advantage on us at a couple positions. They posted us up and went to work and scored inside. Uh, and and I maybe jinxed it at halftime, Mike. I told our guys. I feel like we're rebounding really well, but we've got to keep rebounding 
um, because that's one place they can hurt us. That they're not a great perimeter shooting team, Mike. You can I don't yeah, over time from three. Yeah, yeah. They, they did not make a, a three point shot, and they only attempted ten of them. But they hunt the glad, they hunt the boards pretty hard. And I, I, you know, we've got Butler coming up, we've got Lamar coming up, teams that are relentless attacking the glass. We've got to want to rebound in the second half. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, in the third quarter, we had a really poor rebounding performance, and that I think lent itself to them scoring seven straight possessions because if, if if you give up buckets on three or four possessions and then you give them second and third chances on the others, it's going to be tough. So their size advantage, I think, lent to some of those points in the paint. But in the third quarter especially, uh, their ability to rebound really did hurt us. Well, it looked like you had a great defensive night. Uh, 16 deflections and uh, Clinton with 21 turnovers. Yeah. Again, our pressure early in the game was really good for us, Mike. We, we turn it man pressure, zone pressure. We created a lot of turnovers. But then what we've got to get to with our pressure, and we feel like we've got a lot of guys that are fast, a lot of guys that can guard multiple positions. Um, we don't have that that true post player, that 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 big presence inside. We want to be able to press, but it can't be feast or famine. It can't be turnover for us or layup for them. That, that, that It can't be those two extremes. We want to force some turnovers, but when we don't get the turnover, we still want to get back and be able to get our defense set up and be able to guard. So uh, today in practice, we're gonna we're gonna go back. We haven't had a lot of time to watch ourselves on film. A lot of time maybe preparing for the next opponent. So I think today will be a great day uh, to to get in the gym. Uh, excuse me, get into the film room, and we're gonna watch that second and third quarter and really try to learn a little bit about ourselves as opposed to uh, learn about the upcoming opponent. And finally, uh, eight different scores last night. Jack leads the way. Jack Chaney with 20 points, but you had eight different players score in the game last night. Looked like good balance. We did have good balance. Alex Oss came in and gave us a spark. Uh, he's he's really, I think, realizing as a sophomore that he's, he's 6'2", and he's long, and he's pretty strong for an underclassman, and he can do some things inside for us. And then Mason Majors is... is we saw it at Harrisonville where he was able to, to finally get his rhythm. He, he didn't shoot it well early in the year, but knocked down some shots at Harrisonville, was able to come in and give us a couple bench threes. We really want him to be that that spark that comes in. And then we saw Uche Mbaugh do what he does just with his high energy off the bench as well. So it was good to see uh, the entire team contribute. 57-48, Nevada gets the win over Clinton last night. Again, another opponent in Class uh, class 4, District 13. So pick up a win. You're 2-1 two and, two and one against district competition this year. Pretty much it's been conceded. St. Michael's, the, the Archangels, are going to get that one seed. So you continue to battle probably for that two or three. Well, you knock off Clinton. you got to win against Harrisonville. So uh, shaping up pretty much like you, like you thought or may. You know, if that trend continues here for the rest of the season. Absolutely. You know, uh, got a big win against a really good Harrisonville team. Did not play as well as we wanted to against Clinton, but we're able to get the win on an off night. Uh, our next district opponent will be Pleasant Hill at the end of the month, um, and then uh, and then that, that will be it as far as district opponents are concerned. But hopefully we can have success in that game and put ourselves in position for that two-seat. Yep, Pleasant Hill coming up on February the 6th, but a lot of conference games between now and then. First, as I started to say earlier, until I got sidetracked, uh, the Butler Bears will be in uh, on Friday night before we get to conference play next week. But the Butler Bears come in on Friday night, uh, and a little change on the schedule on this one. It was announced uh, earlier today that there's now been a two-quarter uh, freshman game added that will start at 5. That will now be followed by the JV and the varsity. Well, it's going to be a 6 o'clock JV followed by varsity, so should be a little earlier start for the JV than anticipated now with that 5 o'clock start for a two-quarter freshman game. So, uh, of course, a lot of people know that, uh, that follow this program. I'm sure they're well aware that you faced Butler at their tournament. Uh, took a 53-48 loss. Let's just kind of revisit that a little bit and uh, what you anticipate trying to do differently in that matchup 
on Friday. Yeah, going into that first game, Mike, in, in the Butler tournament, um, we knew that they had an elite player in Carter Trumbor. Um, watching him on film, he was a, one of those three-level players that can beat you from the three-point line, can shoot it from the mid-range, and can get to the basket. It's hard to tell sometimes on film. Early in the year, Butler had played some smaller schools. Hard to tell just exactly how athletic and maybe how skilled some of their players were. I was really impressed with how hard they played. And the Trumbore kid, as good as we thought he was going into the game, um, even more impressed with him after that game. We faced, we've had a lot of success over the years taking other teams' best players out of the game, not letting them catch it when they do catch it, making them give it up. Um, and he was steady throughout the game. When we did make him give it up, he worked really hard to go get it back. Um, when he did draw double teams or when he did draw help, he did a great job of finding the open man. Uh, and then their role players really stepped up for him. Uh, number 15 for them was a kid that hadn't done a lot up, up until that point. He made some big plays. And then their post player inside made some big plays for him as well. So, you know, going into this game, he was a, a weird player, Mike. He's a right-handed player that likes to go left. Um, and, and for the life of us, we kept letting him go left. Uh, so I think that's one of the biggest adjustments, not letting him get to that left hand. But then maybe a little more respect for some of their role players as well. He's a great player. We may not be able to hold him under 20. Mm-hmm. You know, We're not going to concede 40 points to him by any means. But understanding that while he may get some, not letting other guys get above their average may be just as big a key as taking Trumbore away in the second matchup. And then as we've talked about a lot, cleaning up the glass, uh, being good on the glass, not giving them second chances when we do force a miss, I think will be a big key as well. I was really impressed, impressed as well with Davidson now inside the post player you mentioned. He's only 6'2", 6'3", maybe, but uh, really battles inside, and uh, he did a good job with the offensive boards. He did. He's strong, and we didn't help the helper like we needed to. When Davidson's man would go to help on Trumbore, we didn't have that second guy rotate over to help keep him off the glass. So, again, that's something you see on film maybe, and it clicks a little more, um, the sense of urgency that you have to have. He, he's a quick jumper, and what I liked about him, Mike, uh, the Davidson kid, his hands were always ready. He was always ready to grab that board, mm-hmm. and Trumbore threw some pretty quick uh, high-velocity passes that he was able to handle as well. So, yeah, keeping him... Uh, away from the basket and not letting him just get a lot of chip-ins I think is a big key also. They have not played since the Butler Tournament on the December 16th. Now they are playing tomorrow night. Uh, again, if you're listening on the podcast, it's a little bit dated, so Thursday night if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, but uh, they play Adrian, that should be a heck of a battle for Bates County. Yeah, I think it will be, and I'm sure those two teams will be up up for that one. Adrian's got a big physical team that I think will will their size will give Butler a little bit of trouble, but the Trumbore kid's good enough to keep them in any game. So uh, well, that's the one we'll keep a close eye on, obviously, having uh, Butler the very next night. Absolutely. Well, that'll be again on Friday night. Good way to spend a Friday. It'll be at Wynn Gymnasium. Uh, Nevada's got a nice little string of home games here coming up after spending so much time on the road. So uh, look forward to that on Friday. And turn around, we mentioned Big A West play right around the corner, and it is next Tuesday on the 9th. It'll be the final game before we visit again next Wednesday. And it's Lamar Tigers coming in. And, uh, we got a lot of familiar names on this team from the football season, uh, led by Ian Googie, who can talk about scores. There's one right there. Yeah, man, he, he three level score. Um, and then, I mean, this is this is going to be great for us playing Butler on Friday because a very similar type player in Googie, fast, uh, fast off the dribble. I watched. Speaking of Adrian, I, I watched uh, the the Adrian game against Lamar last night, and he gets into the paint, and his his first step is so quick. 
But then, you know, you sag off and, and try to give him a cushion and he can knock down the, the outside shot. What I think makes Lamar better this year is that not only do they have athletes like they typically have year in and year out, but they've got some skilled players. They've got a sophomore post player. Timmons will be a name we remember uh, from years past who's 6'3 or 6'4. If you let him get around the basket, he can score it. Uh, they've got a, a good athlete that missed last season with with an injury in the Quarry kid that can really explode to the basket. And believe it or not, they've got a Wilkerson. If, if you've heard that name at Lamar before, or not Wilkerson and B Shores. Yep, yep. He's a he's a junior. That's a, that's a good athlete. And then they've got some role pieces that that they've really been missing in the past. They've got those athletes, those good players. But then they've got four four or five kids that they'll kind of rotate in that can make outside shots that that you 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 can't just forget about them um, because they were down double digits to Adrian last night and some of those role players knocked in some perimeter shots and got them right back in it, cut it to a one-possession game uh, late in the fourth quarter. So uh, obviously this is a big game for us, Mike. Uh, first game in conference play, rivalry game, playing at home. You know, we were able to get Lamar a year ago at their place. Really, last year we emphasized taking Googie away. Um, and they just didn't have enough guys to make shots around him. When we took him away, they struggled. It will be a bigger challenge to take him away this year, given the pieces that they have and given the fact that he's a year older and he's a senior. Well, we're getting in after the Butler game. We'll get into the grind of the uh, of the Big A West with the exception of the Frontenac Tournament, a couple of the games along the way. So uh, we might have talked about this before Christmas. I can't remember. But now that we're kind of at the sort of the unofficial midway point of the season and we are getting ready to see the Big A West. Uh, and has any of your thoughts changed on the, on the contenders besides Nevada? Yeah, I, we feel like we're right there, Mike. Um Lamar, this first game is so crucial because the difference in 1-0 and 0-1 and against another contender is pretty important. So uh, they're right there. They have a win against Seneca outside of conference play. Uh, they played in the Seneca tournament early in the year. Seneca was probably the team that most people would have told you returns the most, projected to maybe, maybe have the best chance to win the conference going in. Uh, they've dropped a couple games that make you scratch your head a little bit, but they also played in the state championship game in football so i would assume that the conference break excuse me the christmas break was pretty good for them uh, i think cynical will be right there matt county's the defending uh, conference champ as well they've got the pacheco kid who's a great athlete toby moore the big offensive lineman that's mm-hmm. going to unlv i've seen him have a couple 20 point games just because of the load that he has around the basket so we see lamar we see Seneca here pretty early in the in the in the conference season, and then East Newton is sandwiched in there, who is always well coached. They always get better, and it seems like they'll play you close, whether they have the talent or not. So, those first three games, Lamar, East Newton, Seneca. If you can get two of those three, then you end the season, the conference season with Mack County. You feel like if you can get two of those first three, then maybe you've got a chance against Mack County in that final conference game, like we saw a year ago. Uh, to, to maybe either win or have a share of the Big 8 title. And with only six conference games to play, they'll change next year, but with only six conference games to play, uh, boy, it seems like if you take an L, it just uh, really just does a lot of damage. The best you're hoping for at that point is just get a share of it. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, this will be the last year of the quote-unquote crossover game. So mm-hmm. 
would would be kind of fun or special to win it in the last year that it's the two divisions, right. and then maybe go get a matchup with a, with a team like Logan Rogersville or Springfield Catholic or something like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I didn't see the one of them, but I know that Catholic and Logan Rogersville were big figures in the Blue and Gold Tournament over there. So, uh, But at any rate, look forward to it. And uh, I, I mentioned this with Blake when he was on his segment. It seems like even though January, February is a longer portion of the schedule, it just seems to go so much quicker. It does. It's 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 kind of that downhill stretch, so to speak. Even though there's a little longer road, yeah, you're rolling a little quicker. So, uh, we've just got to to kind of keep our feet grounded, take it one game at a time, have that one and O mentality. Uh, and I think if we do that, if we just continue to try to get better, look at our record as. O and O, we're trying to get to one and O. Uh, then I think we can do some good things in the second half of the season. All right, look forward to it. And uh, we've got a couple of weeks of action here before again next tournament, which will be the Frontenac tournament. Uh, that's in two weeks, and so we'll look forward to that as well. But uh, we'll cover that, of course, as that time approaches. Two games the next week for the Nevada Tigers. A couple of good ones: Butler and Lamar on the agenda Friday and next Tuesday. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. All right, thanks, Mike. Nevada Tiger head coach Sean Gray will come back and turn it over to wrestling. Ben Aberg will talk with boys head coach. Forest Jury after their win against Aurora last night after this timeout on Tiger Talk.